Welcome to Vital Voices. Our guest today is Aisha Rasko. She's known to NPR listeners as the host of Weekend Edition Sunday. Today, we'll talk with her about a new book she has edited entitled HBCU Made, a celebration of the black college experience. The book has only been out for a few days. It's a collection of essays written by alumni of historically black colleges and universities in America. Among the contributors are Oprah Winfrey, Stacey Adams, and Branford Marsalis. Before she became host of NPR's Weekend Edition Sunday, Aisha Rasko was a White House correspondent. She covered three presidential administrations. As part of the White House team, she was also a regular on the NPR Politics podcast. Before joining NPR, Aisha spent the first decade of her career at Reuters, rising from a news assistant to an energy reporter to eventually covering the White House. While she was at Reuters, she reported on such energy and environmental stories as the BP oil spill. Aisha herself is a graduate of an HBCU, Howard University in Washington, D.C. In the book's introduction, she tells of her decision to attend Howard and the life-changing experiences that she had on campus. And she shares stories of growing up in North Carolina. Aisha, thank you so much for joining us for Vital Voices. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm glad to be here. As you write in the introduction to the book, you yourself are HBCU made, having graduated from Howard University in Washington, D.C. What was it like to set foot on a campus where so many distinguished Americans had studied? You know, it's it's overwhelming. Um, you know, people like Toni Morrison, uh, Thurgood Marshall, uh, you know, Felicia Rashad, and so on and and so forth. Um, and of course, uh, you know, I, I, she wasn't vice president at the time, but Kamala Harris is a, a Howard graduate. Um, and and so to to be on uh, a campus where you've had so many luminaries, uh, you definitely feel, and I felt like a pressure, but also I think you you feel, and I felt a feeling of, well, maybe if they could do it, maybe if they could walk these <laughs> these same steps that I'm walking, maybe there's something for me as well. Maybe I can achieve not what they achieve, but maybe I could ch- achieve something for myself. Um, and I think that's part of what I got from Howard University. You mentioned novelist Zora Neale Hurston. She actually founded the Hilltop, the student newspaper at Howard back in 1924. And then many years later, you were named the editor of that newspaper. How did that feel to you? 
Oh, I mean, <laughs> I fell out of my depth. <laughs> you know, I felt like, oh, I've been thrown into the deep end. And am I ready for this? Even though I had dedicated my life to the hilltop, like I, you know, when I was at Howard, that was my, that was my thing, right? Like other than classes and friends, it was the hilltop. Um, so I didn't feel like I was ready. I, I, I write in the intro that my senior year as editor-in-chief of, of the hilltop, we were daily at the time, um, I felt really insecure. And, you know, I had, um, before I started, a departing senior told me um, that I should try to put a little bass in my voice. And what she meant was that I should stand in my authority, that I should, you know, own my power. And it, it didn't happen overnight, but I think the experience um, eventually those seeds that were planted in me, um, they did grow and they did bear fruit. And I think a lot of the person that you see that today and the journalists that you see today, um, that started, you know, those seeds were planted at the hilltop and at Howard. The essays in the new book have an intimate, personal feel to them, I think, as if the writers are talking to us one-on-one. As the editor of the book, how did you go about soliciting that kind of writing? Well, that's really what I, you know, what I told everybody um, who I, you know, got to write for the book, you know, from, well, you know, Oprah Winfrey, I didn't give her direction, but she, <laughs> but everybody else, Bradford, Bradford Marsalis and Stacey Abrams and Roy Wood Jr. And, you know, uh, April Ryan, what I told them was, you know, I really, we really want this to be personal and we want you to, you know, think about those key moments and those, you know, those key parts of your experience and really like just dial in on that. Um, and so that, you know, I'm, I, I am so thankful that you say that it feels like they're talking to you one-on-one because that's what I really wanted it to be. I wanted it to feel like if you went onto a campus, like say on during homecoming, and you just pulled seven people aside and said, why are you here? Why does this matter? That these are examples of what you would hear, the, the stories that you would be told. Um, and, and that's what I wanted it to feel like. I think if I had some doubt or concern about attending college, these essays would convince me to do it. Yeah, I, I hope so. I mean, I definitely want, um, you know, teenagers who are thinking about attending school and where they should ten, attend school. I think they should, you know, read HBCU Made, not because they have to go to an HBCU, because not everybody's going to go. But I, I think that it shows like the special place that these schools play um, in, in in this country um, and really in the world. And like also, not only that, you see that not all the students in this book or the alumni in this book started out as like top students like some of them come in and they have to take remedial classes and they have to you know and and one um you know author in particular Marquise Brown who's a digital marketer now he talked about how you know he got tutored by a black mathematician a black male mathematician and how much that meant to him to see someone who looked like him who was a mathematician and who wasn't judging him um and and you know he ended up graduating with honor Honors and, and, you know, going on to, to do many great things. So I, I think that you also see like various sides of um, and people from various backgrounds uh, and how they've all been able to thrive at these institutions. This is Vital Voices, and we're talking today with Aisha Rasco, 
about her new book, HBCU Made, a celebration of the black college experience. The book came out just a few days ago, published by Algonquin Books of Chapel Hill. Aisha Rasco is currently the host of Weekend Edition Sunday on NPR. What are some of the major things that this collection of essays taught you about HBCUs and their role in American life? Well, I think like, you know, certain things always stand stand out to me and really I in, in pulling together these essays and editing them, um, I was struck by how community played such a big role um, at all of these HBCUs and how it was you're not just a number um, and how, you know, so many stories of people who were able to find redemption. Roy Wood Jr. got in trouble when he was at FAMU um, and really he got a second chance because of FAMU. Um, and, and, and so hearing those sorts of stories, also the diversity. Diversity of HBCUs is really on display uh, because I think a lot of times people think that, oh, if you go to an HBCU, everyone's the same. And it's like, no, black people are not monolithic. Um, so you have, you know, you hear in the book um, people talking about how there are people who summer in Martha's Vineyard. There are people who are first generation college, uh, you know, um, first generation of their family to attend college and everyone in between. You hear that there are black Black people from all over the world who attend these uh, HBCUs. And so there is a, a, a real diversity of experience, diversity of political, uh, you know, political alignment. Uh, one funny story, uh, Lauren F. Ellis, who works with a lot of um, special effects for all the big superhero movies that everyone watches. Uh, she talked about running into her first black Republican on, <laughs> on Hampton's campus, uh, which is a pretty funny story. So, I mean, I think there's there's a lot of diversity diversity on HBCU campuses that I think people don't always realize. You are from North Carolina. Let's talk about your family. You have relatives that are also HBCU made, right? Yes, absolutely. So my mother went to Winston-Salem State University, um, and and so did my sister. And a lot of my aunts and uncles also went to Winston-Salem State. My brother went to Shaw University. Um, and, and so we have uh, very deep connections to HBCUs in my family. Um, you know, all of my immediate family went. Um, and, and so they, they've really played a huge part in, you know, not just in, in my life, Life, but in my family's life and development. In putting together these essays, what did you learn about HBCUs in America that you had never realized before? Well, I think what I I, I learned um, is, you know, these were these institutions were put together to really educate free Black people, um, and that they have this role that they've played from. From that point on, around the Civil War and directly after, but that impact has not ended, right? Like that, 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 that's not the full story. That you see that even now, like we have the youngest person in our um, book, Brandon Gilpin. He's an actor. He just graduated from Morehouse, and you see the impact that. 
this HBCU attending Morehouse had on his life. So this isn't a, a, a history story. This is a story of now and today. Um, and it's about um, something that is ongoing. And so that's what really was driven home to me in putting together this book. Aisha Rasco, thank you for joining us for Vital Voices and congratulations on the publication of this fine book. Oh, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Our guest has been NPR's Aisha Rasco, editor of the new book HBCU Made, a celebration of the black college experience, published by Algonquin Books of Chapel Hill. Tennessee is home to seven historically black colleges and universities. They include American Baptist College in Nashville, the alma mater of civil rights activist and United States Congressman, the late John Lewis. Other historically black colleges and universities in Tennessee include Fisk University in Nashville, Knoxville College, Lane College located in Jackson, Lemoyne Owen College in Memphis, Meharry Medical College in Nashville, and Tennessee State University in Nashville. The alma mater of Oprah Winfrey, TSU is Tennessee's only state-supported historically black university. In North Carolina, there are 10 historically black colleges and universities, Shaw University in Raleigh, Fayetteville State University, Johnson C. Smith University in Charlotte, St. Augustine's University in Raleigh, Bennett College in Greensboro, Livingstone College in Salisbury, Elizabeth City State University, North Carolina A&T University in Greensboro, Winston-Salem State University, and North Carolina Central University in Durham. The oldest of these North Carolina institutions is Shaw University, which was established in 1865. Virginia is home to five HBCUs. They include Hampton University, Norfolk State University, Virginia State University in Petersburg, Virginia University of Lynchburg, and Virginia Union University located in Richmond, Virginia. Again, thanks to our guest today, NPR's Aisha Roscoe. The book is HBCU Made, a celebration of the black college experience. Vital Voices is recorded and produced in the studios of WETS-FM on the campus of East Tennessee State University in Johnson City. The program is heard every Saturday morning at 7 and Sunday afternoon at 2 here on WETS-FM and HD1.